Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. I'm Eric, the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. How's everyone doing today? Sorry, I couldn't make it yesterday. I was planning on recording this yesterday, but you know how it is around the house. Sometimes stuff happens and you got to clean some stuff up. Had a little dishwasher leakage, had to fix that, had to mop up the floor, got in horse racing and I start up the season on my old ass Xbox NCAA 10 trying to build up Vanderbilt play the game boom next thing I know the day's gone are you guys excited we actually have sports coming back today the UFC is hosting card 249 and as promised I have plays I'll be giving out UFC year to date I am 16 for 14 with a positive 15.08U ROI. All plays are usually risking one unit, which I'll let you guys know what that is for each bet. All my plays tonight are actually just risking one unit. I love this card tonight. I am actually 10 deep, believe it or not, in this card tonight. One of my plays was actually pulled from the fight card. I was on Hall plus 110 over... Jarsay Jarsay and two of his coaches actually tested positive for the COVID-19, and UFC announced that yesterday. As of right now, when this is being recorded, UFC 249 is still planning on going on with the backing of the Florida Fight Commission. My thing is, if Garza truly did tell the UFC that one of his family members had symptoms for COVID-19, which the UFC is claiming... Why didn't they just quarantine him away from everybody? Because there's all these photos coming out now of him mingling with other camps. That just makes zero sense to me because he could spread it to them. And if the UFC goes and people come back and everyone starts testing that was on the card, that's going to delay the, the start of sports coming back. And I really don't think that people are grasping that. And I know Dana White isn't grasping that. All Dana White cares about is that paycheck. That's all he cares about. And there's going to be a lot of UFC fights coming out. I mean, I think we got three in 10 days. He committed to three fights in the Jacksonville area. He's going to knock out those. And then he's going to have all the international fights in the Fight Island. But before they go to Fight Island, he thinks that the place in Nevada is going to be opened up. He's going to shift everything back to Nevada. And he's just going to start pumping out fights. He's going to produce so much per year for ESPN, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to live up to that contract. Because I know Dana's got a little bit bad blood after ESPN told him, hey, pull the card that they're going to host back in April. Okay, anyway, enough with that. I know you guys are probably here for to hear my fight picks. Let's jump into the card. Play one, Mitchell by decision plus one sixty. Risking one unit to win 1.6 units. Mitchell has yet to face someone he ha- he couldn't scrap his way through. Mitchell has a good defensive skill set, and plus he has a great understanding of distance, so I don't think he's going to be chasing Rosa. Mitchell is more consistent in his offense, plus he's less likely to try to fight off his back. I think this is going to be a competitive fight, but in terms of offensive and defensive skill, I do favor Mitchell. I just don't think he'll be able to finish Rosa inside the distance, but I do think he'll win 
by judge's decision. The next play is Watterson plus 130, risking one unit to win 1.3 units. With this being such a weird event, you really don't know how much these fighters have been training and who they've been training with. Have they been able to get a full camp? Because as everyone is going through, it's way different training at your own place as opposed to going to a gym. With that being said, I haven't been a big fan of Esparza's cardio the last couple of fights. I give Watterson the edge in the stand-up game, and I am banking that Watterson will be able to keep the fight off the ground, and Esparza's cardio will come into play later on in the fight. Next play, Olenek plus 258. Yes, you guys heard that right. It seems like I am the only one that is giving Olenek the plug here. Olenek is fighting for his family. I read how him winning this fight, he wouldn't have to worry about things for 10 months. At the end of the day, nothing motivates us as people more than the people we love and money. And that is why Olenek is taking this fight. And I wish there was some X's and O's breakdown I could give everybody for why I'm taking Olenek. But as soon as I read that he is fighting for money to provide for his family for 10 months, that is why I'm taking Olenek plus 258, risking one unit to win 2.58 units. Next, we're going to be going Cowboy plus 127. So we're going to be risking one unit to win 1.27 units. Yes, I know that Cowboy is on a three-game losing streak and got embarrassed by McGregor last time out. But in my eyes, Pettis has looked more worn down as a fighter and hasn't really impressed me in his last four fights. Cowboy's last three fights have been against top guys. Cowboy is going to definitely going to be taking a step down in the level of competition he's got a place to work out at his ranch where he's where he has been he just needs to be able to protect against those pettis body kicks which he should be able to do i'd like to see him press forward and i give cowboy the advantage on the ground so i would love to see him take the the fight to the ground but after cowboy getting embarrassed by mcgregor and pettis not looking too hot i i'm gonna go with cowboy here De Castro plus 175, risking one unit to win 1.75 units. First of all, let me say Hardy is a piece of shit for what he did to that poor lady. And Dana White is a piece of shit for hiring Hardy. I've, I'll keep saying this, and if you don't feel that way, then you're a piece of shit too. Anyway, from Hardy, I haven't seen anything from him where I say, hey, this guy's an MMA prospect going anywhere. I mean, if you just look at his fights, I haven't been that impressed with him at all. I know that De Castro is giving up some size, but he is a good boxer. And if he can prevent Hardy from just bum-rushing him and, ha- and hammering-punching him, I think Hardy Hardy's cat- cardio will gas. And De Castro will just be able to out-punch him and be able to get an ugly win here. Qatar, by decision, plus 130. Risking one unit to win 1.3 units. Stefan's missed weight, so his isolation camp must not have gone that well. I see Qatar frustrating Stefan's over three rounds. Qatar is a better technical fighter and won't let Stefan's wrestle him to the ground. I see Qatar dominating the first two rounds. Stefan's making the third round interesting like he always does, but Qatar winning by a third round decision. 
by now everyone knows you can't throw hands with Big Francis and his 83-inch reach. Rosenstruck has a jab, plus he won't get suckered into swinging wildly that past opponents of Francis have. Rosenstruck will be able to use his kickboxing, and I think he's really going to be able to frustrate Francis, and the jab will keep him at bay. And he's not going to swing hands. He'll he'll keep the spacing. And Francis's fights never really ever lasted that long. So once we get late in the second round, we're really going to have something here. So I'm taking Rosenstruck plus 230, risking one unit to win 2.3. And I'm actually going to take the over 1.5 rounds plus 122, risking one unit to win 1.22 units. Next fight, I'm biting. I'm, I'm taking Cruz plus 200 risking one unit to win two units. Look, I know Cruz is coming off a big layoff. Cruz is adamant. He doesn't believe in ring rust. And this is going to be a tough fight for him. But Henry Cerruto, I I think Cruz is going to be able to keep him at bay. And this is the best wrestler that he's going to face in a while. And... I think this is prime for an upset. Like, I know Ceruto is an Olympic gold medalist with wrestling and is looking impressive. I just don't trust him in this in this matchup. For the the range and the space, I think Cruz is going to be able to take that and take advantage. I don't think he's going to allow Ceruto to get him to the ground. So I'm calling for the upset here. I'm taking I'm taking Cruz plus plus the 200. Shocking the world. Coming back. And if he wins this, I mean <sighs> Come on, Hall of Famer, no doubt. I mean, he already is, but just put him in now. And the last fight, I'm I'm taking Justin, plus 170. The thing is, is Tony tends to get hit hard and often to start the fight, and Justin just comes out guns blazing. So I think Justin's going to be able to take advantage early in the fight, and I think he's going to win it within the first two rounds. If this fight goes three rounds or later, then I obviously give... The advantage to Tony because he's going to be able to adjust but I just think when you look at what Tony does and what Justin does how Tony tends to get hurt early in fights and Justin tends to take it to him his opponents earlier in fights I'll give the advantage to Justin so I'm taking Justin plus 170 again risking only one unit to win 1.7 units so there I miscounted I'm actually only nine plays deep so you know we got nine plays on the board you know, a little deeper in the UFC card than I usually go to, but I really love this fight card. Hopefully it still goes. Like I said, there was the COVID-19 scare. So hopefully it still goes. I mean, it's one o'clock Chicago time right now, so they haven't canceled it. So hopefully they won't. So because I'm looking forward to it. So those are my plays. Again, all those lines were found on either Heritage .eu, bookmaker.eu, or fivedimes.eu. All three are good books. Highly recommend any of them. All right, so now let's jump into some other stuff that happened during the week. What the hell is going on with Earl Thomas? So just so everyone's up to date, this is what happened. Him and his wife got in a fight because he was drinking too much. He called his brother. His brother came and picked him up. Then his wife tried calling him. He wasn't picking up, so she opened up his Snapchat account because she had his password. When she opened up his Snapchat account, 
she saw a video of him banging another chick. She got pissed, got Earl's gun, took out the magazine because she just wanted to teach him a lesson. But there was a bullet in the chamber. Called up a couple of her friends. They used the Snapchat location to figure out where he was, went to where he was, and bum-rushed in, put a gun to his head. Now, keep in mind, she thought there was no bullets in the gun, but there was one. Oh, yeah, and the best part I forgot, when she bum-rushed in, Earl and his brother were both naked, having sex with three different women. Now, I'm close with my brother. Don't get me. Like, one of my, probably my best friend. Him and I talk every day. But I would not have a orgy with my brother. And, in fact, I probably wouldn't have an orgy at all because that's just not my scene. I'm a one-woman type of dude. But, anyway, then... Earl knocks the gun away and he starts running around and she starts chasing him and the cops came. Do you have any idea how much we almost had a Steve McNair situation where a girl shot McNair? It would be like that where Earl's wife shot him. Earl Thomas is lucky to be alive today. I mean, that just blows my mind. That could have been a like devastating, devastating. So, I mean, let's just, A, keep our Snapchat location private, B, think, and see if the woman is blowing up your cell, pick up the fucking cell phone. It's not that hard. And the other thing that happened this week was the NFL released their schedule for teams. So ESPN announced they were going to have this big three-hour special. I was like, hey, you know what? I'll give it a try. You know, anyone that follows me knows... I really don't watch the ESPN or Fox Sports, these sports shows, just because I like to come up with my own narrative. I like to let my eyes dictate what I see and my opinions for things, which I highly suggest all you guys do. So I usually don't watch this stuff, NFL Countdown, you know, Get Up, The Herd, whatever, First Take, you know, whatever it's called. So anyway, I turn it on and Wingo looked like he was drunk. And he was slurring words, messing up stuff. And then they go to Ryan Clark. And I always thought Ryan Clark was the guy from Ballers. I'm not going to lie. I always thought Ryan Clark was the character on Ballers. But anyway, Ryan Clark, who already stated that he thinks the Saints are going to win the South, starts going through the Buccaneers' schedule. He had the Buccaneers go 7-1 and one for their first eight games. And then you could kind of tell he was kind of like, shit. I have the Bucks winning the division. I got to give these guys some losses. So you could kind of tell in his head he was kind of backtracking, which, you know, which which was kind of funny. And I just turned it off. I haven't really even dove in to that many team schedule. I looked at the Cardinal schedule, of course, my Lions schedule. But I will be on the That's What G Said podcast hosted by Gino Bacala next week sometime, probably Tuesday or Monday. And I will do a deep dive into schedules give out some of my future bets I, I, I put out. And I will also, you know, there, there's a couple spots. I saw a couple spots in the in the Arizona game, excuse me, the Arizona schedule that I, I have circled, where if the situation is what I think it will be, I will definitely be on a team in those. 
So I'll kind of give away those, kind of like let you guys know how I think, how I perceive things. Because in sports, the number one rule is number and situation. I'm a real good situational better. And I can see these situations unfolding before they actually are going to happen, which is kind of nice. And if I get the number, I'll, I'll bounce on it. So be on the lookout for that. The other thing is that people need to remember is NFL is giving us hope that stuff will get back to the way it is. I had my Bucks ticket guy email me what I want to do for my balance for this year if I wanted to buy tickets for next year or just want to get it refunded. And I'll be honest, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I don't know if I want to go to a sporting event when there's no vaccine. And I don't I don't want to risk getting sick. I mean, I have asthma really bad. And I think that makes me more likely to get sick from this disease. So I'm going to really have to think about that. Because sports as we know it, I don't think are going to be coming back for a long time. I mean... The guy, I'm spacing on his name, but the guy, the UFC fighter, if that you, if everyone on that UFC card, if everyone comes back after the card and tests positive for COVID-19, stuff's getting shut down for a while. If MLB starts up and one of those guys tests positive and a whole team gets it, stuff's getting shut down for a while. So I really don't see, think people are seeing the big picture here on sports and how everything could just blow up. And I mean, if that does blow up and there's no college football this year, people don't realize if there's no college football, college athletics is done. College team, college sports, colleges are already starting to eliminate sports. And if there's no college football, there's no money. All those teams already lost the NCAA money. And if there's no bowl money, I mean, no conference money, there's... There's a lot of pressure on UFC and MLB to be able to do this without having the disease spread. Just something to think about. Well, anyway, I will be posting fantasy football thoughts all throughout the week. Remember to check out horse racing. We've been doing really good at horse racing. We have Gulfstream and Tampa Bay going. Churchill Downs and Golden Gate opened up on the 16th, which I'm looking forward to. And also, we have UFC three fights. We got NASCAR coming back and we got German soccer. So my play plays I'm going to be posted are going to be a lot more. And remember, everything is free to June 1st and then packages start up. I know it's tough out there. I'm just trying to help you guys make some money. So thanks for tuning in for the podcast. Again, sorry I was a day late. Unfortunately, my dishwasher kind of leaked, like I said. Be safe. Stay six feet away. Good luck with the UFC bets if you tail. Also, if you're tailing any of my horse racing, good luck. Let's see if we can make some magic happen. Stay safe, and I'll see you guys next week.